Did some of you have a good time worshiping God? Do you feel like God's presence is working here? You've got a hand. When we worship, it always has value in God's eyes. Maybe you feel like you've been losing things, but today I believe God wants to tell you you have value. And you can say that to your neighbor, you are valued. You have value. Like really in Jesus, you have value in Jesus. Amen. 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 Hello, his name is Rani. So I really like the way that God made my body because when I'm in different like crowds, I people look at me differently. And when I'm in, like, in a youth group, they all think I'm like the youth, like 17 or 18 years old. Uh, but then I, when I'm with the adults, I'm, yeah, I'm 27. And I'm really thankful that I can be flexible depending on the situation. Don't be jealous. Don't be too jealous, okay? Love the way that God made your own body. Alright, that's not my topic today. And so we're not just talking about money, but more than that, we're talking about everything we have, like our resources. Because growing in our resources does not depend on how much money we have. Because our resource could be our faith in God. It could be um, our faith, or it could also be our relationship and our faith in other people. So, yes, we're going to be talking about growing in our resources, but the most important thing is that we're trusting God to grow our resources. So, do you guys want to, like, you know, grow economically in your family, right? Only, only one person wants to grow financially in your family. Okay, it's, it's okay to be honest. It's okay. Okay. So, the first point is that we need to be people that give. And maybe you're like, say what? Wait, you want me to grow in my resources so I give away my resources? That sounds fun. Uh, that's a weird strategy, seriously. But actually, this is like the strategy of the Bible. 
รถแต่มีนตรอบสมบัติจานรีแอมนุกรมนั้นทั่วไอ้ขลุ่นการแต่กรอเตอร์กรอเตอร์ one gives freely yet grows all the richer while with another withholds what he should give and only suffers want ยังบอกจะเรียบท่าชีวิตยังพนักมวยในการลุ่นลอดทนเทียนยังกิจการเปล่าเอาไอ้ so God is very clear that part of growing is we have to learn how to be givers because as we give freely we receive blessing because as we are giving freely we end up with really good neighbors Man, imagine if you had a neighbor that was so generous. They were always giving you food. They were giving you blessings. They were giving you all sorts of stuff. They just would make food and just bring it over. And so, do you think if they had a really big problem in their family that I would just stand by and watch? No, I would go step in and help them. Because I see their loving hearts. I see their good hearts. And so, in order to receive a blessing, we believe we need to be givers. But we give with a free heart, like not expecting people to give back. Sorry if this uh, hits your heart a bit. I'm going to tell an actual story. Have you ever been to a wedding? Anybody been to a wedding before? I think I've got about like four or five Uh, wedding invitations this month alone. And maybe uh, you're just kind of wondering about this. When you go and give money, do you feel like you're able to give freely? Or are you going and you're giving money and you're thinking in your head, When my kids get married, they had better be there to return this money. So we're expecting this money in return. So is this giving freely? No. So I really want to give this freedom to you. If you go to a wedding, go give the money and don't expect them to give it back later. And you know what? I just want to go to my friend's wedding because I want to join in celebrating their marriage, actually. I don't want to do it because I want them to owe me money in the, in the future. So when I got married to my wife, we, we did a small ceremony. We actually didn't invite very many people. And 
And my, my friends, some of them, they were like, hey, why didn't you invite me to your wedding? I owe you money because you did the thing money. So since I became a Christian, I really changed the way my habit of going to weddings, especially. I don't want them to come and feel obligated to pay me back. So I go and I just give freely just because I want to celebrate their wedding. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's okay. I'm just, you know, here on stage. Okay. You know what? We are blessed to be a blessing. This is what God says. He has blessed us so that we can be a blessing to others. You know what? We are each blessed with different things. You know, it's not just like financial blessing, but blessing, blessing others with our time, right? Blessing others with our prayers, we pray for people. Encouragement. When we are blessed by God, we don't want to just hold it in. We want to bless others. So this is a really amazing strategy from God to have a giving heart. So the second thing I want us to think about is what do I have right now? Alright, we're going to um, hear about a parable in the Bible. And I have some help with this drama. So once upon a time, there was a very rich man in the village. He had so much money. Everywhere he walked in the village, he was the rich guy. And then one day, he needed to go to a faraway place. And so he decided to give his servants some money. So he called his servants to him. He said, okay, here is this money. Alright, so the first servant got five bags of money. Wow. And then he called his second servant. And he said, oh, for you, I will give you two bags of money. And then the last servant he called. And then he gave this servant one bag of money. So then he went to this far off area. And after so long, he came back to his home. Oh, it was a long journey and he was tired and weary from his travels. 
sắp tay mặt đỏ tay vinh cọt cọng quỳ quá cọt hai nẹp bông rát tay cọt chạy mama yêu mặt đỏ so he said come servants i have arrived i want to talk with you oh nẹp bông rát cọt chạy mau tay tuk mục sợ bay đi and his servants came and so happy nẹp bông rát tìm mũi cọt nhị tham mê mẹ anh anh nhóm bram thong anh lời nhóm thơ ở lụt lọ bắn đọc thong ấy Oh, you gave me five bags of money and I made it grow. I made this money oh, grow oh. to ten bags now. Oh, I have even bigger jobs for you. That's amazing. And the second servant got two more bags of money and he was so proud of him. And for the last servant, he said, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I was so scared to lose your money. So, so I just hid the money so I wouldn't lose any of it. Here you go. Here's your money back. And, he, and the, the rich man was so angry. He said, You're such a lazy servant. I'm going to give this money to the person who has 10 already. And he says, you are fired. Alright, that's the end of the story. That's a good one. So, Jesus told this parable because he wanted to prove some points, right? Because it had nothing to do with how much you're given. But it has to do with how you use what you have. Maybe you think, man, I only have this little bit. I don't dare use it. There's so little. But that's not what God is looking for, how much you have. This is what Luke says, Whoever can be trusted with small things can also be trusted with big things. Whoever is dishonest in little things will, will be dishonest in big things too. So whether it is you know, like in this story, one had five bags, one had two bags, one had one bags. We need to be faithful with exactly what we're given. And this is why we can just, it's just about our resources. What do you already have? Go home, look at what you have in your house. So instead of complaining about what we don't have, think about what God has already given you and gifted you with. And then we want to trust God with that. I have another story for you. So this man, he was Cambodian, and he went to go live in uh, another country, and they named him the Donut King. Alright, we're going to watch this video, and I'll share a bit more. Donut time. 
Very tasty. <laughs> Uncle Ted has a very interesting reputation in our family. What I heard about him is that he had a lot of money, had a lot of donut shops. Dunkin' Donuts found it so hard to break into the LA market that in the late 90s, they gave up. They called him Donut King. Ted opened up 70 donut shops and he gave Cambodian refugees a chance to really make it in America. I sponsor more than 100 families. It spread like wildfire, you know, so fast, so fast. One time he estimates his wealth to something like $20 million. President Bush flew from the White House to give me a presidential award for achieving American dream. Life was good. Imagine a man with nothing, penniless, come to the most powerful country in the world, and he built something. Wow. Have you guys ever heard of this guy before? Anybody? I was preparing this message, and I just found out about him. And I'm reading this guy's testimony. It was so moving. So in 75, before Pol Pot had completely overtaken the country, he was able to uh, move his family to America. So there was eight of them in his family. So there, he had like a sponsor in order to get there. And then when he, once he was there, he got connected to a church and the church helped him get like a small job that he could work. But because it wasn't enough to support his family, he started to find extra jobs. So he was working as a gas station attendant. And at one point, he saw people making donuts. And then he thought to himself, what if I had $3,000? I wonder if I could start my own donut shop. And the people making it just laughed at him. Yeah, yeah, right. So he went to work for a donut shop so he could learn how to make them. And then after like three months, six months, he was able to become a manager. So first he volunteered for like three months just to learn, and then after three more months he was manager of the whole place. So then he just saved money while he was working there until he had enough money to start his own donut shop. And then he, he opened more and more shops until he became really famous and the president of the United States flew to California to give him an award. So 
And so he was able to help other Cambodian families as they came from the refugee camps into America start their own businesses. He helped hundreds of families. This is a true story. He was successful and he was able to use his success to bless others and help make other people successful. So do we understand? Can we, can we learn from this? He just used what he had. His time. His energy, his effort. And his dream. So maybe you guys, you have some time. So one part of growing in our resources is the use of our time. Hey, maybe you want to come volunteer at our church and learn a new skill. There's a lot of opportunities in our church to volunteer and learn new things. You could start to uh, learn how to be a translator like Bethany. Or you could what, help with the children in the morning. Or you could volunteer at the lake with our different activities. You could meet with uh, Mr. Kim about that. Or maybe you want to join the worship team. Actually, there are worship team tryouts, like an audition, if you would like to try out. If you want to be a worship leader, you can try out. All right, so this is the time and this is the place. And then if you have questions, you can meet with Bernie or Hosea and you can sign up outside. You know what? When you use your time to volunteer and help others, you actually grow yourself. I remember... Uh, I volunteered in the ICF translating team for two years. And my English got really so much better through that. And I got so confident in my ability to translate that I felt like I was actually preaching the messages. And then I, I thought, you know, if I was, wasn't here volunteering, I would have never known how to do that. And yeah, so if you want to grow in your ability to translate, you can join the translation team. Yeah. come meet with me. Yeah, we'll add you on Telegram. Yeah, don't wait too long, you'll forget. Okay. Okay. You know what? We want to put our trust in God more than anything else. So 
So we talked about how we can grow through giving and how we can grow through using what we already have. But we have to trust God. So my question is, do we trust in our resources or are we trusting in God? So I want to share the rest of the story about the Donut King. So he became so successful. But then... He lost his way. Let's watch the rest. I lost everything. Believe me. Everything. He wasn't the perfect man. They lost all these donut shops because of gambling. He would do anything for money. It just got worse and worse. If I report it, he goes to jail. What the hell is going on? Uncle Ted brought us here to survive. We're a country built by immigrants. And I believe they will make a contribution to a better America. ហើយល្បែងស៊ីសងដូចជានាក់ប្រើគ្រឹងងានអញ្ចឹងតែពេលដែលយើងចូលទៅក្នុងល្បែងស៊ីសងគេហៅញៀនណាចូលដល់ញ
He said, the thing that really stuck out to me, gambling will never increase your resources. But it will always make you lose. ចំបាត់ចំបានឆាតមួយគាត់ខ្ញុំប្រាប់ថាលោកតាដោយសារលើគាត់ So I was chatting with him and I I told him I was going to be preaching tonight and he said Ronnie tell them that that using gambling will never increase your resources tell them Sometimes we think if I only just have a little bit more, I will be satisfied. But when we put our eyes on Jesus, He is the one who satisfies us more than anything else could ever give us. We will never be satisfied with money. We will always want more. But when we put our satisfaction in Jesus Christ, He will satisfy us. Because the satisfaction that comes from God has nothing to do with what we have. It doesn't matter how much money we have. The satisfaction that comes from God, we, it causes us to just say, no matter what I have, I have this. Thank you, Jesus. So if you feel stuck in your resources, in what you have, or if you feel stuck in a gambling addiction and you can't stop, Today I want to declare and I want to pray over you. Or maybe you know somebody who's stuck in a gambling addiction. Let's pray for them right now together. Stand up and do this. I want you guys to close your eyes. Maybe you you think of somebody that comes to your mind that is really stuck. And maybe they're stuck in gambling. And maybe they're not satisfied with what they have. Let's pray for them right now. Let's pray in faith for them. God, we just pray, proclaim your freedom over their lives. Freedom from addiction. God, we just remember you. That you are the one who brings freedom. And guys, if you want more prayer, we have some leaders who can pray for you up here. And this is your chance, guys. This is your chance to give your heart to Jesus. 
This is your opportunity to overcome the lies that you've been speaking. That this is the day that you declare my resources are not what's important, but you are what's important. And open your heart to receive Jesus. And give you him your heart. Give him your spirit. God, we need your freedom.